We'll start with a verse from Imre Pinchas and Parsh Baloischu. The Pusik this week, we wish Moshe Unav Moed Mikalud Mashal Pneu Adumo. The very well known Pusik Moshe Rabbani was the biggest Unav, the most humble person from anyone, from anyone around. So the way he explains it, and everyone asks, how could it be that Moshe Rabbani was so humble? He didn't know who he was, he didn't know his, uh, you know, his, his Madraigas, he didn't know, you know that he was better than everyone else. So Pinchas Lakaratz explains. That Moshe Rabbeinu, we've seen a surim, he's called the Das of Klal Yisrael. He was a neshuma, colorless, he was, you know, he, he, he had koiches from all of Klal Yisrael. He gave over to all of Klal Yisrael. He was something that, he had a collective neshuma of, of all of Klal Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu, instead of taking the credit for all of Klal Yisrael and understanding that because he had a collective, you know, koich, that's what gave Klal Yisrael the koich, he understood the, the opposite. He understood that he was connected with all of Klal Yisrael, and every good thing that he must have had, every good attribute, every good quality, every, every madraiga must have been because he had a connection with someone else. So Moshe Rabbeinu saw that he had a certain uh, madraiga, he said, oh, this, this, this I must have gotten because I'm connected with that Yid. And then he had a different koyach, listen, this I must have because I'm connected with another Yid. He was always giving the credit to others you know, for, the, for the reason why he was Eicha to, to what he was Eicha. And he understood that he himself had nothing. And that's the Bush Moshe Unav Moed Mikalu Udam. He was a big Unav because he understood that whatever he had was from other people. And this is the way we should all look at ourselves. We should try to behave in this way that we, that we credit other people for the things that we do and the things that we accomplish and the things that we achieve. Now it's very interesting because you see this in relationships very often. Most people are going to be able to very quickly tell you where they help their spouse, where they help their partner, where they help their whoever it is, you know, children, family members, um, siblings, neighbors. I can tell you everything I do for all those people. I can tell you all the times that I give away for myself, for them. I can tell you all the all different things people benefit from me. But when it comes to the other way around, you know, what do I have from other people? That's where people have to think, oh, let me see. What is it that someone else does for me? Yeah, this, that. It's, it's so much easier to notice what you do for someone else. That's just, that's just how we are. And very often this leads to certain resentments and certain problems because the person will say, you know, I'm doing so much and, and, and it's being taken for granted, I'm not getting appreciated for it, I'm not getting the appreciation because that's the part you notice. You don't realize where maybe someone else is wondering why you're not appreciating something or where someone else is thinking how much they're giving you and all, and, and all that. And automatically it leads a lot of people to you know, all kinds of different thoughts and, and, and complaints and it's, it's just coming from one side, you know, and when you hear the other side, all of a sudden it sounds like a whole different story. And this is something that when we think of it a little more and we realize, you know, how much are we really getting or at least how much is someone else, does someone else think that we're getting? How much does my spouse think that she's giving me? Let's say it's not even true. Let's say I'm right and I'm giving more than I'm getting. But maybe someone else sees it very differently. Maybe that alone is the answer why maybe, you know, here or there I'm not getting appreciation or why here and there, you know, I'm, being, I'm getting some complaint because they're seeing it differently. So even that is just something to think about and put into perspective, you know, something that could, that could change a lot. So let, let me read an email that I got and, and see if we could try to apply this a little bit. Okay, dear Rabbi Grun, in the course, you definitely, okay, this is referring to a Sholem Bayes course that I gave recently this winter. In the course, you clearly defined how to set boundaries, what belongs, and, and that what belongs to me should not be controlled by anyone else. What I was left unclear about was how to define the our category. Okay, I'll explain that in a moment. When my wife asks for help in caring for the kids or housekeeping, and she does sometimes in a controlling manner, how am I allowed to say no? Why does she have to care for those things any more than me? Is it, is it wrong that I usually accept it, even when I'm feeling controlled? 
How should I handle it when she's really hard working, taking care of the children, and I'm calmly lying on the couch or reading? How can I not care for her or say no? Another question. Every Shabbos morning, I gladly care for the children, give them breakfast, etc. while she sleeps. This is her recharge for the week. While I don't mind doing it, I did sometimes feel like I no longer have a, I no longer have a choice otherwise. It's like my routine. On one occasion, she was even very angry when I said I'm tired and I can't do it this week. I really want to do my part, but I don't want her to take it for granted. Okay. So let me explain a little bit you know, what, the question, what the question is asking, and then let's try to give some kind of perspective. Um, the hour boundary, the hour category, which he's referring to, is something that I, I write about in my book and I talk about it in my classes often. And this is that in every relationship there's always the three categories of mine, yours, and ours. Mine means things that pertain to me, they're about me, they affect only myself directly, whether it's how I dress or what I do, how I behave, but it's, it's all personal. Now, of course, anyone could go and say, well, it bothers me when you do this. I understand it bothers you, but it's still about me and it's my decision. And I should be able to decide how I want to do something. And then there's the yours, which is the same thing. If you're doing something, even if I don't like what you're doing, or even if I could claim you know, that it's affecting me or you know, it's, not, it's not what I want you to do, but it's about you and I shouldn't be controlling it. But then there's the hours, and that's really where the relationship you know, really comes together, things that pertain to both of us, whether it's in a marriage, our children, our home, our assets, our finances, these things that belong to both of us. And this is something that we should both be sharing. Neither of us should be controlling. Neither of us should be dictating what happens in something that belongs to us. And very often people, people would, would abuse this because, you know, what, what do you mean you want to um, spend money on something? What do you mean you want to uh, move? Or what do, you, what do you mean that you want to put our children into this and this uh, school, for example? But, but I'm not okay with it. It's my children as well. Now, it's your children as well, right? But it's not only your children. Sometimes people will use that as well to now, to now manipulate the decision because you can't decide, so now I'm going to decide. Well, but why you more than me? And that's what ours, ours means we share it. Ours means that neither of us should be dictating about the other one what happens and it's supposed to be shared territory. Now, what happens when we don't agree on something? How do we, how do we come to an agreement? Or what if, we, what if we don't see eye to eye on something? There's ways to deal with that and that's not my discussion now. I'm just trying to explain that in every relationship we're supposed to allow the other person to, to control their own thing. We're supposed to feel in control of our own thing and we're supposed to know how to share all the shared category. Now, in every relationship, there's the mine, yours, and ours. It's just that with your neighbor, the ours, um, um, you know, um, um, includes very little. It's about maybe the garbage collection and maybe with the kids playing outside and the noise, but that's it. But in a marriage, obviously, it, it includes a lot more things that belong to us. But not every time you say that what you do bothers me doesn't mean that it belongs to us. That's just something to, to uh, you know, somebody just repeated a joke. The, the, some chusen rebbe, some chusen madrich told the, the chusen that, you know, once you're married, everything is ours. It's, not, it's never yours anymore. We, everything is shared, okay? Because now you're not an individual anymore. You're married. And a few weeks after that, the, the kala, the, the newlywed uh, young lady, calls this chusen rebbe and says, you know, you made me big problems. Every, every morning, my husband asks if I could pick up our sacks that he left the night before. So it's a good joke, but I think that the... the the, the real understanding why it's only a joke is because when people think that everything becomes ours now that we're married, it's just as big a mistake. It's not our socks, and it's not our schedule. It's my schedule. Now, of course, I don't want to work my schedule in a way that's going to affect you and hurt you, but it's still my schedule. And if you're going to start telling me well, how to do things or when to do things, and I'm going to feel intimidated and I won't be able to, to make my own decisions anymore, even when it, it affects only me, you know, that's a problem. So this is definitely... Um, a general idea, which if only people would understand it better and respect it better, knowing what's mine, what's yours, what's ours, 
and, and respecting it and abiding by that, it would definitely, definitely relieve a lot of problems. Now, before I go on to um, answering the question, so let me just explain the question. The, the question is basically saying, um, what's ours, right? Caring for our children is ours. Is it mine? Do I have to watch the children if my wife wants to rest? Am I allowed to say no? Sometimes I feel like, she, like I don't have a choice anymore. Um, or, or if I do feel controlled, should I not do it? At the end of the day, it is, our, it is our children. Really, it's just shared responsibility. It's not my wife's problem. And all that. So let me first, you know, just from hearing the question, let me just bring a certain amount of awareness to people listening to this. We should all learn from this. When you hear a husband complaining about having to watch the children and feeling like, like he doesn't have a choice about it anymore, Right? And it's bothering, like, what, why, why do I have to do this now? It's something to think about. Okay? So often people either take for granted a certain shared responsibility that somebody's taken care of, or they dictate, or they assume, or they take it for a given, and it shouldn't be that way. Now, I know the other side of the coin. Well, I watch the children the whole week, and I'm so tired, and you this, and I that. I know, I know that. And, and it's justified, maybe, even. It's true, and it even makes sense what you're saying. It's still not a reason to take something for granted. It's still not a reason to assume that the other person is not bothered by the fact that it's, it's a given and there's no appreciation or no asking or no verifying or just checking in and making sure. There's no reason for it. For some people, it's, it's, sad to, it's sad to see how some people would rather forego help than having to ask. What do you mean, I have to ask? So don't, don't do it, don't do it, it's okay, I'll do it myself. I have to say thank you, forget about it, don't, I don't need your favors. Why? It's so, it's so, it's so not right you know, to not be able to take help or not know how to ask for help or not know how to say thank you. And you should. And, and if your husband or wife is feeling stifled by having a certain responsibility put on them, even if it's justified and it makes sense and they took it upon themselves and because they do this, that's why you do that, I know that there's no reason why somebody shouldn't feel like, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get, get the appreciation, I'm going to be asked nicely. Um, it's, it's not going to be taken for granted. Very important. Very important. Don't think there's something wrong with somebody uh, when they feel like, why is it taken for granted? Everyone wants to feel appreciated, and especially if it's not your husband's children, it's yours as well, then regardless of how much you do, it's still something that, that should be taken. And the same thing's the other way around. Obviously, any husband who's, you know, who, who has a wife that's caring for the children the rest of the week should definitely appreciate it, or, or ask for it, or not take it for granted, or just mention it, and, and all that. You know, so these are definitely very normal feelings. Now, I do want to say something you know, to people who are feeling this way. I know sometimes people hear a, a shear or a class about, about um, you know, it's a shared responsibility, you shouldn't be controlled, and things like that, and, and they right away start realizing, oh, now I see how much I'm being taken for granted, now I see how much is being put on me. I'm driving and coming and going and funding. I don't have to. And you have to realize, you don't want to make an issue out of a tissue for a few reasons. First of all, it's very normal to share responsibilities. So even though you might realize that nobody's asking you nicely to do something, at the end of the day, what you're doing is normal. Very important. Some people, some people don't get that. They, they start right away sticking up for their rights and, and, and noticing where they're being taken for granted or being taken for rights. And, and they make a big deal about it without realizing it's normal. It's normal to have certain times that are, that are split up and that a husband's doing one thing and a wife is doing something else. It's just normal. It's normal for, for, for a wife to clean and the husband to take care of other errands or other things. Don't, don't get stuck on it. Very often people just start realizing, like I started off in the beginning, they realize what they're doing, they don't realize what someone else is doing, and then, and then they, get, they get resentful, like, why do I have to do this? Why can't my wife do it? Do you know how many things that she's doing? I mean, it's, it's normal to share responsibility. And take it a step further, she does do a lot, and she deserves the help. So regardless of if she's taking it for granted or not, or if she's asking nicely or not, it could be she actually does deserve the help. 
and, and you, might, you might want to do it. And you don't want to make an issue out of a tissue because you don't want her to start neglecting her part of the deal and start realizing all the times that she's doing something and you're taking for granted uh, that you could go to sleep early or, go to, or, or stay out late or whatever because she's there for you. So, so sometimes it just doesn't work to your benefit and it's just wrong to start getting stuck on the nitty-gritty of why am I doing this, why don't you do that, and things like that. And you don't want your wife to use it against you and say, you know what, okay, so you're not going to help me Shabbos morning. Well, Shabbos afternoon, I'm not going to watch the kids either. You don't want, you don't want that. And, and just like I started off, just realizing the difference of perspective. Recently, somebody sent me an email, a woman sent me an email about, about how her whole day revolves around her husband, and he doesn't even appreciate it. Now, when you, when, you, when, you think, when you hear those words, my whole day revolves around my husband. I mean, the few things that she mentioned there was um, she, she cooks, okay, because he's coming home to eat supper in, in 10 hours from now, so she cooks. Um, she does the laundry for him. Well, she happens to have a bunch of children as well, but I guess she sees it as doing his laundry the whole day. I'm not sure what that meant. And then, and then waiting for him to come home and preparing the house for him to come home. Now, you're talking about a guy who doesn't come home before 7 or 8 p.m. The fact that she sees her whole day revolving around him I think it's you know, a, a little distortion of perspective, but the fact that she sees it that way says something. It means that she's trying to be a good wife. It means that she sees herself as doing whatever she could to make her husband happy. It means that she's already thinking or obsessing from 2 o'clock p.m., you know, oh, my husband's coming home, what's he going to eat? What if the house is a mess? And for that alone, the fact that she sees it that way is just something for her husband to think about. And the same thing is the other way around. There are husbands out there who are working uh, to make a living, and the whole day they're thinking, wow, I'm working so hard because I have to support my wife and children, and she doesn't even appreciate it. The fact that he has to do it anyway, or the fact that she never asked him to, or the fact that whatever it may be, is something to think about. So if you're watching children Shabbos morning, and you don't have to, and you're feeling uh, resentful about it, it's something to, to just remember. There are so many things your wife is doing, and that she may be seeing the situation very differently, and, and not all that incorrectly. Now, with all that said, and having put things into perspective and realizing that you know, there's another side of the coin over here and you know, sometimes you just have to be a man and, and take responsibility over something, I think you want to save the part where you could be assertive for when, for when it pays, for when it's right. In other words, to just make a big deal about why do I have to wash the kids every Shabbos morning? How come I never get a thank you for it? I don't know. I don't think that's the right thing to do. Although, if you're really feeling stuck and you feel like you just can't handle it anymore, maybe in a calm moment you just want to express yourself and say, you know, Shaifullah, I love watching the kids for you. And you deserve it. And I don't know why, but to me it would mean something if you just give me a thank you when you wake up late or if you ask me Friday night if I could do it. It's my own issue. Nothing to do with you. I, I, know, I know it's the right thing to do and I know you deserve it and I would still appreciate it. It's fine. If you feel that it's the right thing to say, don't say it Shabbos morning and don't say it the week that you don't want to do it. Say it Tuesday night when you take a walk. But if, if you're brave enough to, to, you know, to, to not have that conversation... But sometimes it gets to you. Sometimes you're very tired. Sometimes you feel like you, know, you do want to be assertive and express yourself and, and, and this week take a break. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Which means the fact that you're feeling like you don't have a choice, that's not the problem. Because in most cases, it's fine to do what you're doing. But when you actually do want to have a choice and you still feel you don't have a choice and it's getting to you, you can speak up in a very nice way. There's nothing wrong with telling your wife, similar to what I just said, I know you deserve it and I want to do it for you and I'm happy to do it for you. This week, it doesn't work for me. I really appreciate if you could understand me and we could work out a different arrangement. It's, it's important that sometimes even the healthiest thing for your wife to know, and the same thing as husbands, wives, it's, it's all the same, to know that, yes, when I need a break, I'm going to ask for it. And it's okay, and I'm not afraid, and I don't feel like I'm, like, I'm, like I'm stealing from you or I'm doing something wrong. It's not my children at the end of the day. But don't say it that way. Don't say it in a way where somebody feels like, you know, oh, you think these are my kids? I had enough already. You didn't even appreciate what I do. Don't say it that way. When you say it nicely... And, and you express yourself in a healthy way, an assertive way, you know, mo most often 
this is something that will be taken well. And even if not, at least there will be a certain education, let's call it, where somebody realizes that, you know, you're also here, you're also a person, and you understand yourself, and, 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 you're, not, and you're not afraid. Now, again, let me mention that talking about this Tuesday instead of Shabbos morning is always the healthiest thing. So if you ever feel that you're going to need a break, or when you need a break, give, give the most um, advanced notice that you could. People don't like surprises. And very often it's the surprise of getting stuck in the moment that makes somebody take it wrong. And this is a very important point because sometimes people say that in a nice way, but they say it late Friday night and, and it's just taken wrong because, oh no, now you're telling me? Now I can't even go to sleep on time and I was, already, I was already relying on it and things like that. But if there's no surprises and you know how to assert yourself when, when it's the right thing to do, or even just because your feeling is getting to you and you have to assert yourself and you have to share how you feel, go ahead and do it and don't be afraid. And again, if you can remember all the things your wife does for you and you can mention them, and you can think about them. And you can have the, the right perspective and realize that, you know, it's not all about me. And a lot of the things that, that, I, that I, I don't even realize what my wife is doing for me, a lot of the times that, that you know, things are getting taken care of without me even noticing, maybe it calls for me to step up to the plate and do things, even if they're not being so appreciated, or even if I'm not getting so much acknowledgement or being asked nicely. Sometimes that alone just makes people feel better about what they do. So when I was yourself with the right understanding, you know, knowing how to take the... the the idea of healthy boundaries in a healthy way, and not, and not just start getting resentful and start noticing everything you're doing, but notice just as much, at least, what someone else is doing for you. And, and know how to express yourself in a kind way, in a healthy way, in, in, in the right time, in the right tone, with all the right messages. I wish there's something that can help us understand each other, communicate better, and live together.